So we were talking about like uh, I just want to show the story. Have I told you guys about like, my my failed Patreon uh, goodwill thing I did before? No. What? Um, no. What? Go. So like I you, you were time you were talking about getting like emails that you can't stop and uh, basically like I can't stop these emails. I can't stop these email <laughs> updates. Uh, like a couple years ago, I'm not proud of this story. I'm proud of the idea of it, but like uh, there was a girl I went to college with. I know out here in L.A., but I'm not like friends with her or anything. And uh, it's it's she had a Patreon to to sell. Uh, sorry, not a Patreon. She had a uh, what do you call it? Go Kickstarter, fund me. Kickstarter. Go Kickstarter. Thank yeah. you. Kickstarter. Uh-huh. She had a Kickstarter to fund her first album, and mm-hmm. um, she needed ten thousand dollars. And a couple okay. things. One, you don't need ten thousand dollars to make a song. Uh, it, <laughs> well, was that a song or an album? It was an album. I, we don't even know, honestly. I think it was the. It, it was advertised as the ten thousand dollars song. The ten thousand dollars <laughs> song. <laughs> totally worth it. You know what? I agree that you don't need ten thousand dollars to make a song, but I want to hear a ten thousand dollars song. Right. So, so this is what it is. Like she, she wanted ten thousand dollars. Uh, she, she was even saying in the video that the most of the price for the $10,000 was to pay a producer uh-huh. on the track and the producer in the video just seemed like sketchy as hell. Like the most, just like, I found a guy on Craigslist and he <laughs> wants $6,000, like that kind of thing. Uh, uh and then, and, and then she also like, you know, not to be too elitist, but like, or the opposite, but she's super rich. Like her parents have like a mansion in Beverly Hills. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if you need it as much as other people who are trying to make like, I don't know, a webcomic or, or Listen, whatever. She had to buy Phil Spector's freedom from jail so that he could come out and produce this song for if her. If that was the actual thing she needed the money for, I would more Worth get it. it. Worth it. Yeah. Phil need, Spector could not afford it himself. If it was like no. I need to free if I need to free Adnan from cereal from jail so that I could have him on the track, I'd I'd get it. Yes, uh, yes. So I had this and like so she's she's done this campaign and she was going for like a bit of a, a Lady Gaga type vibe, but like mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I looked at it as like she's got two days left in her thing. She's only raised like two thousand out of ten thousand. Boy, it sure looks like this is gonna fail. But hey, I haven't donated yet. I have this amazing idea to get Feel Good Karma, which is I'll donate a large amount of money uh-huh. that I won't ever have to pay. Oh, oh, I remember when this happened. Did I say <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, I don't know. This sounds super familiar. Okay, this has already go, been on the podcast on. at some point. Please, uh, viewers, let me know. I don't think so, but it does sound a little familiar. Maybe I just know where it's going. Well, I, <laughs> you kind of know where it's going. I, I know exactly that. where it's going. Is I like, well, okay, she's not going to make it, and I, I think, honestly, I was just going to get some goodwill with her. Uh, it's like, I'll, I'll say I'll pledge $500, because I'm not going to have to pay it. And right. I, sent, I sent $500 over, and I get this, like, I'll be honest, for $500, a pretty short email back. I'm just like, two paragraphs, thank you so much for your support, means a lot, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Feels good. Was it was it personalized, or was it... It seemed like it was personalized. Okay. Uh, for someone doing an act of charity, you are... <laughs> you're like, where's, where's my thank you? Well, you're I mean, I would expect at least a little bit. I would expect like... I expect four to. I expect a hundred dollars per paragraph is what I would expect. Like okay, yeah, all right, yeah, five, so five paragraphs, paragraphs. five paragraphs, short <laughs> paragraphs. I think Jesus, when he cured that guy with leprosy, like later on, complained to Peter. He's like, I thought that that guy was gonna grovel at my feet for like maybe like ten minutes, but mm-hmm. he groveled for like two minutes. Oh yeah, there's that time that Lazarus, after he was resurrected, didn't thank Jesus and sent him a gift basket, so Jesus just made him dead again. Yeah, he didn't grovel <laughs> enough. 
Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do it. So I know I'm not the hero of this story. By the way, <laughs> no um, one's the hero of this. No story, one's the hero of this story. So, like, time goes on, and there's like you know another like couple twelve to twenty four hours left, and I'm telling someone I'm bragging about this, and they're like, "What a genius idea!" And they go, "You know, like you know, she's got really rich parents. If she really wanted to, she could just pay for oh. the rest of it, and then she would still get a couple thousand dollars that that mm-hmm. wasn't hers. It would be silly not to do that." Uh, and I'm like, oh, crap, you're right. And then almost immediately, before it's done, at the last minute, uh, a, a $5,000 donation from, like, grandma last name of hers uh, comes oh. in, and she makes the goal. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. I also, I don't have, like, a, a heavy gig in L.A. at this point, so, like, I need mm. that $500. Yep. Uh, I, <laughs> no matter what, $500 is a lot of money. And I I have to go back and go, like, I, I can't pay this. And I realized that on Patreon, after a thing has been funded on Kickstarter, that you can change your submission. Yeah. Like, even after it's been funded. That's the weird part. So I go in and I edit my pledge uh, down to, like, 25 bucks. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I drop it. And I'm just – and she still makes her goal. She still yeah. made her goal with that. Uh I, I would be surprised if they were like, by the way, I think they would let you probably like not make the thing funded. That would probably be a thing. Like you want, you couldn't like drop it below the goal or something. I feel uh, like if they, if they drop, if they do it afterward, it's probably before they withdraw the funds. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah. Just, but anyway, I was like, I didn't, I haven't destroyed her dream, but she's still hit her goal. And I'm like, I hope she doesn't notice. I immediately get a message from her like within the hour of like, Hey, I just noticed your pledge had changed. Uh, my producer wanted me to make sure I reach out. To, to make sure there wasn't an accident or anything. My, my producer. <laughs> she even said my producer, the guy who's wanting Not all of this just money. her looking at her Kickstarter like her yeah. producer is also like yeah. hovering around I need the Kickstarter. All that. Like, I need all that money. Okay, all right. Single. It's all funded. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's this Chad guy? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What is this? 500 to 25 sent him an email. <laughs> I had $435 set aside for a real cool baseline. Now, we don't have that now. Uh, and and so I have to just like completely eat crow and like you live just, you lived a modern Seinfeld episode. A modern Seinfeld. It very much is a modern Seinfeld. And I had to apologize to her like uh, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't realize I had I didn't I don't have that money. Um I hope this is enough. Good, good, God bless or whatever. God uh, bless. And I I shared it with a friend later who had pledged like 20 bucks. And he showed me he got the exact same thank you message that I got for five hundred dollars. Oh. So there was it was just the name was replaced. I'm like, well, goddamn! I didn't even get like a personalized message. Anyway, that's where I thought I had like tricked the system. I remember when that happened. To you, I remember specifically. I you might have told the, a bit of it on this podcast because I remember it was like when you had the fi- you were like struggling with the idea of having to <laughs> drop back down twenty five dollars. I was really I, I wanted to just like I guess I'll just pay it. But I, I just didn't have that money at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like really confused by this story, and okay. I'm not gonna dissect the whole thing. But I just want to throw a couple things out there. Yes. One from what you said, you clearly do not like this person <laughs> why did you feel inclined to, de- to donate money to them he you got were like you, you looked at the project and you said you don't need this money but i'll give you some and oh it's going to <laughs> like this it was story is crazy dumb. No, it was a victim it was a victimless crime i'm not you were like i'm gonna I'm... earn points with this person who i don't like <laughs> 
I'll get free karma. Like I'll feel I'll get feel good karma. Oh, it's the car okay, karma. Karma okay. and also just the satisfaction of a nice letter of just like, wow, you're really a hero, Chad. Like you really you really saved the day. You know what, Chad? Uh the deep undercurrent of positive and negative energy that runs throughout existence cannot tell the difference between when someone is lying to get karma and not lying. So you definitely had karma tricked. I with think that five hundred dollar play. You hacked karma. I think God went in there and and changed your karma score after the fact. I think God will be like, hey, you you guys, you did you did donate five hundred dollars there at one point. That's on the books. I can't take that away. Well, they're gonna look at it and they're gonna go, well, he tried to donate five hundred, but I guess something happened to him. He had to change it to twenty five. Let's give it. Let's give him the five hundred karma points. Who's who's <laughs> to know what his intention is? Who's to know? And well, here's the you final know what? part of it. By the way, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. There's I more. Say, I was just gonna say we're starting a Kickstarter after this episode. I hope everyone on our <laughs> Patreon is ready. It's gonna be called <laughs> KarmaHacks.com. It's our new blog. It's a great blog. It's gonna be a great blog. You're gonna want to donate uh, a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, that you definitely uh, have. Here's here's the end of the the tragedy. It was reminding me was so because uh, that Kickstarter email list of everyone who supported. This has been years ago. I still now get emails about her career, her singles. She's reinvented herself like several times as an artist in different genre. Uh, sh- things Good about shows her. she's doing. It's on an email list without an unsubscribe link. Like it is just mm. a, I have your emails now. You're all going to get these updates all the time. That's literally what Dom and I were discussing before. That's we got why I was thinking about it is now I just have, and yeah. I have these I'm like, this is a little bit annoying because mm-hmm. it's really every minuscule update. But I kind of deserve it. I kind of deserve it, I think. I think what's going to... Well, yeah, you mean you bought... That's the negative karma you bought. Yeah, this is this is karma coming back. Yes, that's what... That was the ill intent karma that you got. Yeah, yeah. Is you that's, get that email list. Anyway, yeah. Mm. Mm, so it makes perfect it makes perfect sense in the long run uh i'm i i just want to say god bless god bless her career no just god bless god bless threw it out there i i <laughs> i'm not i'm not a good god person. bless god bless god bless i just want to say god bless god bless all of you <laughs> um welcome to goosebuds welcome Let's start talking about this stupid fucking book. Welcome to Goosebuds, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Goosebuds. This is a book that Patreon voted on and chose. We are we are out of order. We the- have broken out of R.L. Stein's iron grip of order. Mm-hmm. We're doing mm-hmm. as we please now. We're doing as the people please. It's a democratic process. Mm-hmm. Before it was totalitarian, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was Total- something like that. To- Totalitarian. He he told us we were in the penalty cage. Turns out the bars are made of old flimsy wood. We Be- broke out of there. <laughs> this fucking oh, penalty cage revealing- rule system. Dom, you're revealing things. You're revealing very Well, no, important. no, no, no. I'm revealing things to you guys. Ah. They they will they, I'm setting it up. I'm yes. se- I'm 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 planting a little a little tasty bud of goose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's going to grow <laughs> into a tree of goose buds. Um, we we opened up uh, to jumping around a little bit. We got to Jelly Jam, the holy grail of mm-hmm. Goosebuds. Why we started this whole thing, because Chad loved the book when he was a kid, for good reason. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the last episode, what are you doing? You can't listen to this show out of order. 
I'm going to tell you, you have to go back and listen to 54 before you can listen to 55. That's the only one. But we opened it up. We opened up to jumping around. We opened up a poll on our Patreon uh, for our patrons to vote on which book we were going to read next. What were the choices? I, I threw out Say Cheese and Die again. What did you say, Paul? Uh, mine was uh, a camp one. I think it was Ghost Camp. I, Ghost I wanted to camp. continue. Yeah, I wanted oh, to continue yeah. the camp theme because we've for, so far we have decided that every camp book has been good. I think it's a good metric. I think Ghost Camp. I, I'm hoping it's back on the poll. I think it's got a misleadingly bland title. I think Ghost Camp is so generic sounding. You almost like need the subtitle to be like, yeah, but all these kids they were murdered. Like you yeah. just need like that subtitle. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Actual I, kid murder in this one. Yeah, and I not to to crow about my triumph so much. Uh, I did pick Beast from the East, which Beast has been East. which has been the winner. And uh, we read it. And we read it. And um, <laughs> it's weird. It's definitely weird. Uh, it's incredibly weird. Chad, Chad, did you read this one as a kid? I did. And I actually have a strong memory of this one too. I don't remember ever. This is the book that I remember going is the least scary Goosebump book in my in my mind. In terms of when kids would say, I don't read Goosebump books. They're too scary. I go, nah, like Beast of the East is just like a game of tag, I guess. Like it's not scary. I love, I love that young Chad had like a like a running tally of the Goosebumps books in his head and was like, oh, don't worry. I've got you if you don't know. If you don't like the scary ones, I, I have my knowledge of the entire yes. ouvroir of Goosebumps. And yeah. I can give you a non-scary book. Like That's a bump very... sommelier, I could recommend yes. you how far you wanted to get in. <laughs> a bump sommelier. You are that is so that is so on brand for Chad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I was so I was so cool yet so alone as a kid. Uh this is like it's like a fucking Willy Wonka, Tim, not Tim Burton, like Johnny Depp book or something. I don't know. I was really frustrated by this book. I also <laughs> read this book as a, I also read this book as a kid, and at, but I didn't finish it. And oh, really? oh, yes. I mean, I I did this a lot when I was a kid. I would start reading books and then I get distracted and play a video game or something. Um, and I remember reading this book number one because it has like the the I think the background um but behind the art of the actual color of the book is mm-hmm. like a hot orange yeah oh um and you know orange especially like the hot orange was like my favorite color when I was a kid that hot really orange like, it was a hot, hot color yeah. it was a hot color for Dom it's a hot color for Dom and uh, I uh, if you if you recall uh, why I'm scared of bees I think that's what that or how I turned into a bee whatever that bee one is the other mm-hmm. goosebumps book. Mm-hmm. Also had a orange background, and I also read that one. <laughs> it's interesting because I okay. So for me, when I looked at a Goosebumps book, it was the color of the frame around the picture that would always draw me in. Like if that's it was, that's mm, what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, the original be- the original Beast from the East was a blue book, Dom. But there is blue? a very yes, there's a but. What you're seeing and what you're remembering is the sunset in the background, which is pivotal to the story yes uh is very wow. very brightly hued orange that star wars tatooine sun yes yes hold on hold on i'm just gonna look this up there right now. there was a 2003 reprint dom that has an orange cover i think dom read this in 2003 i think yeah, Dom's not all right you know what i'm gonna go ahead and say that paul is right and uh but but i'm <laughs> saying you're right Dom, Dom, I'm just saying the background is very bright orange. It did though. have some orange. Yes. It drew me in with some orange yes. sunset. You yeah. know those um, like image threads that just show how blue and orange work well together and they're on mm-hmm. every cover? That's what this cover is. It this is... is the beginning. This was the beginning of that mm-hmm. trend. I, 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 um, 
I remember reading this book mm-hmm. and uh, in reading this book this morning for the show, I remembered why I stopped reading this book. Okay. Um, when was and it? It's, it, it? It's because, you know, you look at the cover, it's got some like monster on it. Yeah. And you're like, wow, cool. Somebody's going to turn into a monster. Yeah. There's going to be a monster around. It's called Beast from the East. I wonder what's going to happen. So, uh-huh. where, so where do we start? Let's just start this. Let's just start Kids, this. Yeah. Ginger and her, Ginger's the older sister, and we have Pat and Nat, rhyming twin names. Patrick and Natrick, her brothers. <laughs> her, her little brothers. This story is told by Ginger. Is literally yes. as told by Ginger. As told by, as it is as told by Ginger. And <laughs> yes. they're camping, and uh, they're in the, in, in the, in the woods with their parents hiking with their uh, parents i think Here, pat pat is playing a game boy he's he's it's the typical person writing about video games who's never played yeah video games. there's and so much i've almost got to level six. Oh, oh yes. i got to level seven like you are you have you never gotten to touch a video game you think it's just like dots i guess the introductions yeah. that that rl writes i realized while reading this one today uh are so realistic to a man who has children that is annoyed by those children, <laughs> and he's pouring every ounce of that annoyance into these books. But he doesn't have yeah, kids I remember, at this point. I, I, I remember a certain phrase. I think about I, I, some skateboard shirts. In this, skateboard yes, shirts. Skateboard shirts with with sayings that make no sense. That's and that but, is coming from Ginger, the girl who would be like completely immersed in that culture, but she's talking like a forty five year old man writing a book. <laughs> You're right. All of these kids are somehow emotionally stunted, but also very mature. They're not mature. They have they're a boring. They're they boring old, kids. They have a man anger inside of them, they no matter what. Old... Yeah, it's like R.L. Stein transforms into a little kid, but still has his adult brain, yes. and he has to write a book about little kids, and he's like... What kids like this? I don't like any of this. It don't make no if sense. If there to me. was, if there was a time, <laughs> if there was a time in one of these books where a kid had to like order something from a deli, uh-huh. oh my god, the old RL star would just come right out. Exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. He he would be. I, well, he does that from time to time. He just starts listing stuff off, and you're like, "Damn, RL does like this thing." <laughs> I, I, I to, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a keen eye for that next time. Next Pay time attention I to see it. RL going into something with great detail. Uh, I, you know he. He has written about baseball a bit. I bet he likes baseball. Baseball and comics are, well, are real big on his I list. think there's an important detail here I want to share about this. And, uh-huh. and as we go in, I also want to call attention to you. So, yeah, we, we are just following the family hiking. But I think there, the best part of this book is in the first couple chapters. Chad, yes. I hope you're going to say the same thing as me. If you I don't, hope. I have another point to make. A lot of pressure now, Paul. A lot of sorry, pressure. I'm put sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Is, is that... <laughs> It started off like every other book where it's just describing the family. Mm-hmm. And then they're suddenly just kind of already in the middle of a hike. Yes. And it gave it like a dreamlike quality. It's probably just bad writing. But it was just suddenly like, oh, we're just in the middle of this premise. And there was no lead in at all as opposed to chapters and chapters of like we got on the road boy i was bored like all that stuff before they even get to the beast that wasn't the point i was going to make but it was something that i liked about this book and i think i've noticed that he's been doing that more chad in the in the more recent books as we've gotten later into the original 62 he has stopped screwing around as much and just started getting us right to the spooks which is funny because it's easier it's easier to do i know i know (laughs) yeah i mean just cut to the chase especially when you're 
you're on like book 60 something it's like you don't have to set all that stuff up you know you know what you're getting to scholastics already got these prints ordered you know i got the book club coming up next month i gotta write this like i gotta go i think when he started he was trying to stephen king it and really build up to the horror and then drop the horror on you like halfway through then he realized they made him him cut the alcohol abuse that every parent (laughs) (laughs) uh but he he realized at some point that kids just want to see the spooky monsters get yes. into the spooky monsters. I did, yeah. I do want to make a note. There is a weird intro that where you think it's going in the direction you were saying, Chad, where you think it's going to le- give you lots of build up. And at the very beginning of the book, we learn about Ginger a little bit that her parents would tell her things before she would go to sleep, and her brain would turn them into scarier things. Which I oh yes, I really like. I I understood. I fully knew where she was coming. Well, from. Well, I, I I read that and I thought of you, Paul. Yes, I was like I was like uh, uh, the, like the the thing with the bed bugs and the thing with the bears. I was yes. like. Yeah, I could see, I could see that happening, Paul. Yeah. Uh, also, not really, also not really foreshadowing in any way. Like that's uh, that's the thing, Chad. Yes, that is the thing. He gives well, you the, the, it. I mean, the one maybe. Well, sure. Honestly, honestly, both kind of. So they. Oh, they, you're right. He he, would, he he the uh the father for whatever reason would sing a lullaby to Ginger when she was young. That was uh the teddy bear's picnic. That that old that old song. Yeah. Um and and then uh I guess like they would one after another like the mother would come in and tell her not to let the bed bugs bite and that would freak her out and then she would leave and then the father would come in and sing the teddy bear's picnic to her and <laughs> and, she, and and so these were these two details so later th- later that is and we'll get to that so um, it, it did have some ba- it did have some bearing on the story but ha. Ha. uh it had, <laughs> but, it, but <laughs> i've never heard just the most like a respectful like a gentleman's duel just aha like just uh, uh, towards a joke. i got it work good <laughs> wordplay excellent po- word post, play. Re- yes. post repost parry counter <laughs> like just that kind <laughs> yeah but like it so it did have some relation to the story, but it felt really non sequitur because yes, Chad, it starts with this like kind of character background to give you a little bit about her. But I think Dom, what you're saying is it does create plot. It does refer to plot points that happen later in the story, but it has nothing to do with her personality unless there is a subtle ending to this, and maybe things aren't as they seem. So we should go further into the story. Yeah, I I do want to say I also did enjoy that he cut to the chase. However, what's so frustrating about this book is that he cuts to the chase, and the chase just keeps going in a a stupid fucking circle. So let's let's talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, let's so get in there. About it. So they uh, they are already here in the woods, and mm-hmm. they're just suddenly separated from their parents. Cool, dreamlike quality. You're just there. You're not really wondering it. What so yeah. much worked in Jelly Jam? Got to work in the East. You yes, know? yes, absolutely. And and the kids are almost immediately discovering that this is some sort of just wacky Alice in Wonderland forest. Where you know mm-hmm. they're 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 wrapping a tree and there's like weird yellow sap from it and there's like different colored bushes that I believe they just call cabbage at one point. Yeah, purple cabbage. Purple yeah. cabbage. Uh, it's you know like what that a, purple cabbage was? It was weed, and they yeah, smoked say, it and they is, got high, and that's what this story is. They all in got another. High by it's actually yeah. kind of a bummer that there's not even a tiny moment where they like eat some berries beforehand, so you could just say that this is like uh-huh. all a del- an illusion, or they hallucinate and they're just dying from from poisoning. It's a bummer that that's not it is, but no, that's, that's what I that's what I think happened, and we'll talk about that at the end. 
Well, yeah, like there's like there's like red moss. I think there's just different colored plants. Things and get weirder. Things get weirder and weirder as they continue deeper into this forest. And I don't think they're really. I don't remember them really calling that much attention to it. They're like, huh, weird. Okay, I guess I've never been outside, so I guess this is what plants uh-huh. are like. Mm-hmm. They do keep saying we've never seen before. Like, oh wow, it was like this thing we've never seen before. And uh, it's cool. I mean, I think the cover illustration by T. Jacob. Yep, Jacobs. I can't remember. There's an S at the end. Jacobus. But uh, it's a, it's a good illustration of this colorful. Uh, forest that uh rl setting up here it is and, uh, it is a cool you know, cover it's a very cool cover i think it's pretty cool pretty cool little beast guy there mm-hmm. um and uh we get we get right into it we get pretty immediately they're surrounded by all these all this strange uh vegetation and then uh w- what comes out they start hearing some 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 bumping some the the ground is shaken mm-hmm. and pretty shortly a giant blue uh beast shows up like this giant monster with giant teeth and claws um is walking around as they're hiding behind some cabbage mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, and there's I want to point out it's like multiple hiding sequences where it's like they come by oh boy he didn't see us Oh, she wish you got her. Oh, no, they're coming back in. They just like kind of kept hiding two or three times in a row. Yeah, like it, it happened. No, it ha- they may hide behind a purple cabbage bush or whatever it says mm-hmm. five times. Yeah, it's like, a, there's they, a lot of fake so, outs. So something's coming. It's not a fake out, though. Or, sorry, not a real. fake out, but there's fake outs that they're going to be seen a couple of times. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's not uh, chapter so, ending fake outs. No. But the, the, so, so this giant monster walks through and they're like hiding and then. They're like, okay, it's gone. The giant monster walks through again. They're hiding. And they're like, okay, it's gone. Then two of them show up. (laughs) And then they're like, oh my God, there's two of them. We're going to be found. They're like sniffing. They're sniffing all around, like searching. And then they're gone. They're like, oh, okay, they're gone. And oh, they're this, coming like, back. They're coming back and back down happening. again. <laughs> this keeps <laughs> happening. And then finally, they are found. Yes. And the monster is is swinging its claws at Ginger. And she's very scared. And she's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And the monster taps her and says, Tag, you're it. It talks to her yeah. in English. In English. Isn't there some bullshit then, about that? Oh, where wait, it says no, it, no. It's not. It, is it in English? Oh, yeah. yeah there's some line where it's like she got says, a translator says, or something. Can, you can speak English. And she said, and the, the monster says, we have translators. We can speak many languages. He starts talking about all the, yeah, all the different like alien shit that they deal with. Like they, he starts, he starts use, using like terms and different numbers that aren't real numbers. Uh, they have weird names like Spork and friend and all types of weird shit yeah despite speaking english they use a lot of boobity floppity names yes <laughs> yes <laughs> and they, they also count one tree whatever they have like i think <laughs> one is a number that they have and then all the other ones are trail made trail up dr seuss numbers yeah trail um, is the most important number they keep using that one so he hits her and he says tag you're it and earlier in the story very briefly the brothers nat and pat play hide and seek and a little bit of tag with ginger so you th- you're led to believe that maybe these creatures heard them maybe oh i, I never thought but, about that i didn't think that at all that they like hurt thought they were playing because of it i so i thought but that's never connected ever again in the story again i think that they are all dead and this is just a death <laughs> dream that they're having <laughs> well i, I want to call it they like they they, they hit with a bunch of rules 
Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them will come up later in dumb reasons, and you'll be like, "Why did you not remember that they told it to you very clearly?" Yes, like like you must be you must be tagged by the east side of your body. I guess like uh, yeah, you have well to be- that 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 is that that comes up in like on like page forty five of a sixty six page book. You're right. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe it's such maybe a late development. I thought. I thought this. Yeah. I thought this is the one. No, no, earlier, no. But there's a couple other ones where like you must be over three feet. Yes, Chad, you're right. There are three. Dom, actually, very early. So when he when he tags her, he says you're it, and explains that they are. They, they don't ever say they're aliens or that you're not aliens. No, or yeah. They don't explain what the situation is. Just that they are involved in a game of, I guess, tag with these creatures. And if they lose the game, they will be eaten by the creatures. And Chad, they lay out three main rules. One is that the game ends when the sun sets behind this weird willow tree, which we have no idea what it is. Yeah, the the gullah window willow. Yes, the gullah willow. And then the second rule, Dom, is that you must tag them from the east because you're the beast from the east. You, the only way to tag them and it to count as a tag oh, is to tag yes. them from the east. Oh. That's and so then the stupid. Thir- <laughs> I guess I, I guess I missed that rule. Well, it's yeah, it's like kind of slammed in there. And then the third rule is that you have to be over three feet tall. And I, I want to point this out: like this is now there's like multiple chapters I think where they just kind of lay out the rules, like they're short chapters, but it's just. Like the kids are just kind of sitting down for a rule session. There's not a, there's not a lot of what the fuck are you? Are you, oh my god! Like no. there's they're kind there's of just no like, questioning. There's let's no questioning. all just sit and talk about it. Uh, this has clearly been a thing. All right, so explain the rules to us. Sure, we'll play this game. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then so they explain these rules, and then they're like, okay, um, since you're it, you're the beast from the east, and you have to tag one of us. Yeah. And now we're leaving, and you have to find us. And they're eight feet tall, so they're much faster than uh, these children. They are, and they are beasts born of pure muscle. They are ripped. They are ripped and scary. Yes. And, it's, and, it's, uh, <laughs> and, and what are the what are the stakes? It's like if you get if you're it when the gu- when the sun goes down you are it and you're killed or eaten if yes. you don't play you're killed or eaten mm-hmm. and i guess there are uh, also there are also rules uh I, you you think that these rules are based off of something in the real world that is going to be end up ultimately being the twist, but we'll just spoil it now. There's no twist. No, none uh, of these rules come into play really, other than just p- problems. When a cloud when a cloud randomly passes over the sky and cr- and creates shade, it's called made in the shade, and you get a free pass for whatever. I guess. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> there's, and that's what's so frustrating about this book is that we set it up and. And these monsters are like, all right, you're playing this game with us. Here are three of the rules. Yes. Just three of them. Yes. Okay, we're going to play the game. And just like playing a game where you don't know the rules, where it's incredibly frustrating every time someone's like, oh, yeah, well, there's this additional rule. Right. And it's like, like you slept over your friend's house and like... You went and hung out with your friend's friend in his neighborhood, and your friend's friend didn't like you, and so like he's like, all right, we're gonna play this game, and I'm gonna keep making up rules so that you keep losing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? You know like, what this that's is? what this, this is. This is Calvin Ball. This is Calvin yes, Ball. From it is Calvin, Calvin Ball. Yes, but but not as a joke. Calvin Ball leaned into it and Calvin Hobbs like, "Were you guys not targeted by your friends' friends in the neighborhood? Okay, am I am I Dom, alone no. here? <laughs> I, Dom, I've lived that moment. You were you were speaking very very real truths there. Uh, uh, they just want you to leave. Yes. It's, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's an annoyance to the point of leave to, to the, until you leave. It, but the, what's doubly annoying about this is that throughout this book, the monsters like 
like, you know, Ginger's like, aha, I have you. And the monster says, no, there's this additional rule. And then Ginger's like, what? Come on. And then, but, but then also the monsters keep observing her and go, you've played this game before. Like they keep saying you've played this game before. Yes. But like they keep explaining rules as they come up. So Mm -hmm. it's like, make a damn choice. (laughs) And this is why I stopped reading. Like I was reading this book annoyed and i was like this is why i stopped reading this book because it cuts to the chase there's these monsters and then nothing happens and it's incredibly frustrating because it keeps going back and forth you are good you know these rules oh here's an additional rule um i agree i agree with you and it's stupid i agree with you because again if this ending of this book like showed that they had existed in this world before or that there was some sort of connection and that the fact that, yeah, they knew all the rules, quote unquote, and there was a reason for that, it would have been cool, but it never pays that off. By the way, I would like to have seen a young Dom in this book just yelling angrily at the beast. You, you dumb, you dumb man. Just tell me the rules or move on. Like just, just <laughs> really I'm going home. I, I came over with my friend. He's apparently friends with you. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know why he would we be could friends be, with you. We could be at his house playing Sega. I don't have a Sega. He does. I wanted to do that, but now we're playing your stupid game outside. Ugh. There's zero Nerf guns. Just eat me already. If you're gonna eat me, just eat me. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. I never had Nerf guns as a kid, and my one friend had Nerf guns. And whenever we played, I would get the Nerf bow. Oh, <laughs> what? You know what? You 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 have one shot. I think what the other foam arrow was like missing uh, so it was like it, it was so hard those things also broke super fast too i can imagine young dob shooting his one arrow and then running <laughs> running yeah. scared while getting bullets. hit with bullets yeah. <laughs> you got you got one hit and that's it machine gun <laughs> running to pick up your one arrow like a machine gun that you crank and yes. like several bullets are flying out <laughs> i can dom i imagine you half running i can see it in my head as an adult but i imagine you just like three feet shorter doing that uh yeah yeah what 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 young dom didn't understand though was (laughs) the the bow had the greatest accuracy you could really wail on someone if you got him i guess in my memory the bow the arrow was always bent like because it's long nerf yes so it would never be accurate it was always a it flies straight into the ground every time that's true chad that that occasionally the the bow arrows would bend and they would be useless, but when it was straight and new, it was a deadly weapon. I'm going to tell you right this now. This was my life, okay. getting f- lit up by Nerf bullets and then going home and reading this book and having a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it, it's just it's I, I I it's just really frustrating this this book. Sh- uh, I, I mean, how how do you want to continue? I, I think we just I think we can say honestly, if, this, if you guys tell me this is unfair and that. The majority of this book is the is just the game, right? Uh, they never find the parents uh, in this middle part. It is just like them fleeing, and anytime they think they have a come like a one up, like oh, we tagged a we tagged one of them. Oh, it was because you you tagged me from the west and not the east, so that was the one rule we mentioned. But it's the like oh, there's free lunch squares, and oh, you, there's this one that I think is particularly infuriating. Where, like, 
they're they're looking and i think the twins have been separated at this point like pat's been taken so it, away I, yeah, yeah i wanted to make note that early on pat is separated before these beasts even start talking to them pat never that's right exper- pat's gone for the majority of the story he's the, he's really not there's no point in him he's a he's so, story, he, so he can be a deus ex pat at the, yes, at the end yes yes uh and so it's like nat and ginger i'm glad man i'm sure glad we we set up this this twin stuff because it's going to come to play later mm-hmm. uh are like look in the woods and they're pretty sure they see some beasts and they're like hidden behind a tree and they go look behind them and they're like not there uh and oh they're no they're hiding behind a giant rock chat they're hiding behind a giant rock but like they they touch the rock and no they, no 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 hiding behind a giant rock they approach the rock the monsters are missing nat fingers a rock he fingers a <laughs> rock yeah, he does he does Matt decides to finger a rock. Puts his little pinky in there. The rock cracks open. Smoke comes out of the rock. Instantly, Nat is punished. And and it's not a rock. It's a boulder. It's huge. It's a boulder. And and Nat is punished for for pursuing his sexuality. For experimenting (laughs) with his sexuality. Mm Because it's a a penalty rock, apparently. And he's put into a penalty cage, which was... uh, you know, this is this is the joke I set up earlier. Yes, the penalty <laughs> cage. Yes. The penalty cage. And so uh Nat and Ginger are separated. Yes. Uh he's in timeout essentially. Uh before, real quick, before uh, we in, go- in, in in the middle of him being put in timeout, uh Ginger tags one of the beasts and says, Sorry, um, I paused the game. Yeah. You can just uh-huh. pause games, apparently. You can just suspend them without having to say anything. You're just like, oh no, I paused it back then. You just I did it in my mind and I didn't tell you, but um Please I read my it, mind. And this doesn't and this doesn't, <laughs> count. This actually doesn't count. Again, that is a move by a kid that hates you and is a total piece of shit kid. Yes. I, I think uh, there's I think there's something to point out that like these rules, I, I don't know if you guys thought where this was gonna go. These rules feel like they're being made up by the beast mm-hmm. and, but it's instead it's just played like oh no no no, that's just how it works and i and I, I kept thinking there's gonna be a moment where one of the, the kids especially ginger was going to be like oh i can just invent rules like i could just make something up that's what i thought too but it's not like that it never happens i don't know if you guys felt this but i felt reading this book i was like this feels a lot like a give yourself goosebumps yeah it's just being made up as it happens well it's very true i i kind of thought while reading this i was like it's this definitely feels like a moment where like he had to like bust out a book and he's like okay it's about tag i'll observe my kids playing tag and they're just assholes to each other and they just make up new rules non-stop that's how kids play tag that's what the book's gonna be and he just went through it and just didn't stop do you just think he tried he to make on. his kids play this game well, like, no it's called beast from the east this is how, you have to tag from the east you don't know where east is okay well like where's the sun right now like look at the sun i i would love to <laughs> just, read something that uh is on the goosebumps uh fan wiki uh, there's a screen grab of something. I, I you know, it's like a special I type sent, of cover. Did you see this? It's a special I type of cover. The, I sent the cover actually, Chad, where R.L. Stein says it's the real based deal. on a real game. Okay, so I'll read this out to it. So I, I have not seen these on other books. I don't know what the context of this is. I wish they all had a quote. It's basically just like a very back cover, like here's the who's here's who's in it. Starring, setting, say what? Like all these different quotes. Yep. It's a really weird way to summarize a book. But at the very bottom, it goes, the real deal, and a quote with RL that says, the Beast from the East is based on a real hide-and-seek game we played when we were kids. In our game, no one was it. We all just hid until it was time to go home. It was kind of boring. RL sign. <laughs> what? 
Plastic R.O. I don't Plastic know if he's just lying what? now. Like, that doesn't sound real, but it does. But that is like the most R.L. Stein quote because R.L. Stein is so frequently like, oh, yes, yeah, this, but um, it didn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I feel I, like so often that is what R.L. Stein is telling me. I sent this cover in the chat of our Discord for you, Dom, because if you see, it's copyright 1996 and it's an orange cover. I think this is the book that you had. Maybe. I think I might have just been wrong, Paul. I might have <laughs> I don't know. This is orange though. I don't remember this this like real deal this, quote. I, I uh, it says by, here this yeah, is this particularly quote. the East Coast uh Philly print version of the book. Oh so yeah, it does. Possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why why would why would you say that? We <laughs> all just hit until it was time to go home. It was kind of boring. Oh, so this book is based off of a boring game cool good um, premise how interesting well, uh, so something that happens later in the book is that finally uh ginger is alone with one of the other monsters i think it's spork I yeah remember. yeah i think it's Spork. but but ginger says aha i will outsmart them she does okay. make up a rule sort of in a way so after she gets called out for not tagging from the east she goes okay well why don't we play a new game a game i like to play with my brothers it's called freeze frame mm-hmm. real game this that's is right game. Is and the rules of the game are you move you you're just moving everyone's moving and spinning and then somebody shouts freeze frame and then you stand still and then if you fall over you're out or whatever mm-hmm. like wh- whoever can stand still the longest wins yep um and so uh they play that game so the thing about that game is that it makes sense it's called freeze frame because you freeze beast yes. from the east there is no reason except for this made up rule where you have to tag the person from the east um and th- th- that was just so frustrating to me that he would set up and say oh yeah here's this other game that actually works and then oh yeah there's my game where there are no rules let's play that um, in, let's play that instead i i, I think yeah. i think it's true that it's like at least her applying uh creativity to it i on in a weird way kind of felt bad for sport because i think they mentioned sports like missing an eye like yeah imp- imply that he's uh one of the weaker parts in the in the in the uh, what do you call it in the um, food chain here? Yeah, in the food chain. I feel like he's I feel like he's beaten up by the other you know beasts a little oh, bit. Oh, that he's that he's like the 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 like the butt monkey that gets beat up. Yeah, the runt of the runt of the litter. <laughs> yes, the butt well, I, the butt I, 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 monkey. Speaking of the run, and I want to come back to this moment with Spork, but I just wanted to do a sidebar. Speaking of run, there is a baby beast yes. walking around yes. that is only there so that Ginger goes, aha, I will tag this one. You're it. You're the beast from the east. And then she realizes that the baby beast is not over three feet tall. Yeah. So the tag God. does not count. I, I, I thought it was going to be, I thought that was going to be a setup where like, oh, uh, it's actually like Nat or, or Pat or somehow are under three feet, so they're safe or something. No, not really. It's just for this one misdirect. And like the beast, this like baby beast is like just like kind of like dancing and happy to see her. Like is <laughs> it, it was really weird. It was a really weird moment. But anyway, moment. back to this moment with Spork and Freeze Frame. She actually tricks him, does tag him from the east, and gets him, and mm-hmm. he becomes the beast from the east. Yeah. Um, cool. So now the tables the, have turned. Now you're being hunted again. Now something has happened, um, <laughs> other than your brother fingering a boulder. So uh, uh, we did skip over one moment where a bunch of snakes wrap themselves around Nat and oh Ginger, God. and this okay. felt like this felt like Chad and Dom. This felt like a moment that you and uh, you and uh, like all of us would make up during a podcast recording for Goosebumps. They tickle the snakes to yeah, get them so off can, of them. 
Well, well, Flag does. One Flag of the tickles beasts, the, the, be- the main beast. He cu- he shows up and says, "Wow, you got twenty points for getting wrapped up in snakes." I forget. He, there's like some rhyme. No, or some- yeah, there's points, and they never explain what the fuck. <laughs> the points have to do <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He comes up and says, "Snake eyes." Yeah, that's and then it, like yeah. if you got bit by a snake, you get even more points. I don't mm-hmm, fucking get mm-hmm. it. But anyway, so he tickles the snakes at the at the at the pleas of uh, uh, the children, and the snakes go away. Yes, uh, that also sets up another moment where uh, uh, Nat tries to climb a tree, and then the tree's uh, branches start holding onto him, much like the snakes. So what does Ginger do? She starts tickling the tree, and yes, yes. the tree drops Nat. Everything here um, is ticklish. Everything is ticklish for some reason. Um, but anyway, ba- ba- so there's just, there, again and again, this book is just constantly like, hey, here's some rule. There's points. I don't know. Um, but we have We, can, we Ginger, can jump back to the end. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Ginger Ginger tags Spork. He's the, he's the beast from the east. Uh, Nat is tied up. Uh, she's got to run and hide until the sun sets. Uh, she meets up with Pat at some point, and the, together, the two of them are trying to get away, not get tagged, to become the Beast again. Yes. Right, which is maybe, I would say, maybe that should have been, like, the main part of the book, like, when you're being hunted by the Beast. Right. And then at the a end... De- a decent like, amount happens when she tags him. I guess. After yeah, it. I guess. It just feels like the majority of the book was of them running and looking for beasts as opposed to being hunted. But A lot of it is that, but there is the part where... They do where she tags him. She gets Nat back because Nat is, or no, she finds Pat. I'm sorry, she finds Pat. This these um, twins are confusing. I'll it is very honest. confusing, and they, yeah, it's I guess purposeful. Uh, and they hide in a cave with quite possibly the most horrific imagery in this book. If you guys remember this, oh god, yes, they, they encounter a creature that lo- that lures them into a cave with them, and oh, the creature god. is a dog with a squirrel head. <laughs> <laughs> The, the right. size of a, uh, uh, did they say the size of a greyhound? I think so. So it's like a large dog or a German shepherd. I can't remember, but it's a large dog with the face of a squirrel. And, and it, it talks. It and says, it talks. come hide in here. This is a hiding spot. It's almost like a scene from like mom and dad save the universe or like <laughs> or some other like 80s weirdo movie like that stay tuned yeah stay tuned it's like almost like a scene like that or like nothing but trouble or what is that where is that the one oh yeah, yeah sure. that's let's reference nothing but trouble yeah that sounds yeah. great it's it, dude it's it's like a moment from that like i was just like they just listen and they just trust this thing and they're like let's just go in its cave it's weird cave turns out the cave is just filled with bugs that fucking climb on them and itch them yeah to, like till they're almost insane with itching. setting up the bed bugs setting right. up the that's set the up, bed set, bugs set i bed guess bed that's bugs. the callback mm-hmm. i guess that's mm-hmm. the callback and mm-hmm. i think the callback of teddy bear picnic would be these beasts the beasts yes. illustrated on the cover slightly re- resembling some kind of bear yes so. So, and again so, that's why i think that they all ate berries in the woods and died because it's never resolved as to where they actually are and how they ended up here they just <laughs> Experience this thing, and then we'll get to the ending at the end. But they, I think that they were all dying, and these were their last uh, dying thoughts. Sure, I just want to call out two things about this goddamn squirrel dog. Uh, This is the point in the book where I was like, okay, for a world that should be very inventive and fun fantasy, this is this is just dumb. This is like that old old PC game PC game called like Impossible Creatures, where it's like, what if you put a lion on a scorpion body? Uh Yeah, as a kid, I was like, what else you got? This is pretty this is pretty basic. Uh, Not only that, but like. 
it's another one where when they call these things like hunting cave or hiding cave or whatever, it's it's in caps. Like this is a thing that the people of this forest acknowledge as rule. It's jungle yes. law that yes. this is a hiding cave. And so that it's weird if that's known that the, the beasts don't like know about hiding caves or if they do, they're like, oh, it's a hiding cave. We can't look in there. The rules say or whatever. Like that is the that- rule because they're only allowed to use it once per game. But how would they know if they had used it? Wow. Yeah, you, you need. Holy shit. How, how about this? I'm going to picture this. The squirrel dog, instead of being like this weird, creepy, come on into my house thing. Mm hmm. You have him treated as like the referee. You just change yes. all of this stuff around where there's like some sort of kind of omnipotent animal, like a bird or something that can see everything. And whenever you're breaking the rules, the bird or like dog thing just squeaks. The squirrel dog's perfect. A squirrel with its squirrel vision and yeah. a dog with the <laughs> endurance of a dog. It's perfect to be the referee. And it just barks game. if you're breaking the rules at any point. Therefore, we can't break the rules or they'll yes. catch us immediately. Like Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's just, no, come on into my house. I'm totally not a murderer. <laughs> And they listen to it. They just implicitly trust it. <laughs> I would never touch a talking dog squirrel. Never, never, never. <laughs> no, for it. hell I'd no. Never trust them. So after they get out of the cave, what happens next? So what happens next is that uh, the sun is about to go down. She's reunited with Pat. Um, and then uh, she is tagged uh, as she is waiting for the sun to set. It's about to set. It, in, and in fact, it does set. And then she's tagged. And then she's like, what? No, the sun is set. And then uh, uh, Flag comes out and he goes, okay, the game's over. And she goes, no, the sun already set. The game's over. And, and Flag says, oh, oh, well, I didn't call the game. That's so, so stupid. It was still going on <laughs> until I until I said it was over. It was still right. going on. Yep. And then she's really mad. And they're going to eat them. They take them to a barbecue. I think they have, I forget the word for it, but they have a word for barbecue night. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. And they, they start, they start making some juices. They, they start, they start getting, getting the barbecue going. I don't know if they understand what barbecuing is because they do say it's barbecuing night. But then they set a pot out and fill it with liquid and say the broth is ready. I, I was picturing it like all those old Looney Tunes where Bugs Bunny's just being put in a pot by like yeah, but the- yeah, da dee. Yeah, da da. <laughs> he's just bathing himself. Um, um, <laughs> oh, Bugs. Um, <laughs> oh, Bugs, you but, rascal. Uh, you're funny. You're a funny guy. Um, uh, so... Uh, uh, they're about to be eaten, and then Pat shows up and goes, "Yeah, I got out of the penalty jail. I'm mm-hmm. here. I am." He kicks the board out. <laughs> don't ask about it. I just got bring, out. Don't of bring, it. Bringing Don Dom's reference back to full circle. Nat, Nat escapes by kicking the loose boards of their cage. Apparently, not good. Not good game makers or cage makers. These cr- these creatures. No. Yes, he escapes. He, he was able to escape pretty easily, and all of all of the beasts go. Oh man, you guys, you guys can clone. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, hold on, like, Dom. And, they and, have a specific term that's capitalized again. That we should know what it is. Classic clone is what they say. Classic clone. Which, which, okay. Just, a, I just want to talk about that. This, this, the, the words that are used for this. <laughs> How are these beasts who are out in this fantastical jungle familiar with cloning? Yeah. So much so that there's a classic version of it. As opposed, to just, as opposed to just twins or brothers or that sort of right. thing. It's just classic as, clone. As opposed to the new Jack clone or whatever kind of new <laughs> type of cloning there is. This is the classic clone. You heard about this new clone sound you've been looking for? <laughs> well, listen to this. <laughs> it's It's... It's a thing where 
I just want to stop for a second. Now. So let's say that that's a technique that's played in this game. How does mm-hmm. having a clone actually help you? It it doesn't. And this <laughs> world is such a hellscape that these creatures are so... These creatures are spazzes. They're just spaz kids that spaz out nonstop to the point where they ruin their own lives with their spazzing and they can't have any sort of con- like congru- congruous life or or rules to their lives in any way they have to they have to obey every whim that comes into their brain these were the kids that didn't use a spoon to eat their jello cup they yes. just squeezed it into their they mouth. oh <laughs> my god those barbarians here wait wait hot tip if you never have a spoon you can take the lid and you can curl it and turn it into a makeshift spoon if you need to exactly we don't have to be <laughs> barbarians and squeeze a cup into our mouth we can we can craft tools we were that's why we evolved to be what we are Speaking of Evolve, <laughs> speaking of Evolve, the beasts say we are only level one. Mm-hmm. we That's why we play during the daytime. We're only level one. We didn't realize you guys were level three because they had never seen twins before. So they perceive that Nat can clone himself and double. Yeah, a classic clone is a image. level three technique, implying there's level three beasts around who can, who can do yep, that. But also level two. I oh don't, yeah, don't, I don't, level, I don't two guys, level two guys. Level two guys, they just bang you. They just bang level. you real hard. It's real. It's real scary. <laughs> Sex bang? That is very. That is very scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. The level uh, two level, guys are so, way worse so, than the level three. Well, level one exists in the d- daytime. So at the sun is set, they're done. They disperse, and then at the end of the book, it is revealed a level three monster is there, and now it's their turn to play their game yes. at night. Yeah, where does, does level beast... two? Where where does level two? Level twos have all game? been cut to extinction. What, what can what what can they do? Also, uh, it's really unfortunate because it's like, oh yeah, level three monsters can clone themselves. So we have this great moment at the end where it's like, okay, here's a level three monster. Here's what you're really up against. And it's just another monster that's like, yo, okay, we're going to play the game. Do they even describe like, it as different? they can clone themselves, like, let it, like, like let's see it clone itself. Let's yes. see, like, you know, uh, uh, freaking fangs grow out of its back or something. Let's see, like, <laughs> something crazy and insane and scary to leave us at the end here. Instead, it's just like, okay, now we got to play our game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, implied It's implied that they're stuck in, in a never-ending cycle of game playing, right? I guess. Which is why I really like the theory that they ate berries and died. Yes, <laughs> yes. Do they even describe the level three beasts as anything different? Like, it's just... I don't think so. It's not even like they're red instead of blue or whatever. It's just, that's what you're dealing with. I'm going to yeah. pull it up. Beast from the East. Let me get this. Let me get my book. Because I want to point out how many bumps. How many bumps do you give this book, Chad? Um, out of uh, we're gonna say out of seven bumps, this gets this gets three bumps purely on that. I like that it's weird. I like that it's a weird idea. And there's an there's a version of this book that could be really scary, particularly if the kids would would kind of call out that the rules are impossible and they're in a losing situation. You like. You lean into the frustration rather than just like these kids continually thinking they have it all figured out. You you, you play it like um it's my least favorite movie of all time. You play it like funny games. That uh-huh. movie where wow, like that's your kill- least favorite movie of all time. I absolutely detest funny games. We'll have a, we'll have a rant on Camp Goosebuds about it. Uh, we should talk about it. Yeah, but uh, there's something about like this idea of like oh the killers having this power over you, like they control the, the viewer, rules yeah. of the world, uh-huh. the viewer too. That is very like. Uh, uh, claustrophobic and threatening and scary and you could make a scary story with this this was just 
uh, little kid tag game with with ba- bullshit rules, like Dom said. We I, all just hid until it was time to go home. It was kind of boring. Yes. In RL's words, this book was kind of boring. No, I am giving this book six bumps out of seven. Wow. Here's why. Here's why. One, gets right into it. Two, yes. ambiguous ending. The kids could have been dead the whole time. I like that. That's scary. <laughs> Three... Guys, we all forgot they do describe what the level three beast is like. And let me let me read it to you. He crossed his furry arms over his enormous chest. He's buff. His snout flared (laughs) as he stared down at them with cold marble eyes, terrifying eyes. And get this, the ultimate in the description. He opened his lips and growled, exposing his long fang. He only has one One fang fang, in the center of his mouth. One giant terrifying fang. That's horrifying imagery. I love it. Six out of seven bumps. That's very fair. Okay. Hey, you're entitled to your own bumps. Dom. Scary. I'm also going to give it three. Three? Three out of seven bumps. <laughs> you know, I do like the weirdness. I like that it cut to the chase. Unfortunately, there was nothing else there. I okay. want to point out that I want to point out that the one fang I actually thought was cute, not terrifying. Yeah, it, you're right. It is pretty much a cute thing, not a scary can, thing. Can until I just, you get impaled. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, until it just sucks right down on your dick. Uh, can I? <laughs> can I? Can I pitch? Can I yes. pitch something? Uh, Let's hear it. Just to raise the stakes a little bit. I thought it was going to go this way. The very beginning when the kids go into the forest, just stretch out the time a little bit. Have it be that the sun is setting then and have them witness like one of the creatures that is it be mm-hmm. f- murdered. Like, like do that oh, thing wow. from do that thing from uh, uh, Galaxy Quest where they're like watching the little alien babies. Yes. And they're like, oh, yes. sweet. that one's weak. And then they all eat it like. Do mm-hmm. that where they're watching as one beast comes in the middle and then the other beasts, like, you know, just destroy him. So now Maybe that's like, what the baby beast was for. But then Scholastic was like, whoa, RL, whoa. you can't have things happen in your Wait, box. maybe, maybe. Okay, I got an idea to make Scholastic approve it. Uh, instead of killing it, you see one weak one. They tickle it until they tickle it till it can't stop laughing and it goes crazy laughing and they t- and they pull it off into the woods to like to uh, you know put it out of its misery at we can assume from its tickle frenzy its laughing frenzy that it's in right now. <laughs> yes, I, I I like that. Uh, I I got, I got one more pitch. Okay, have it be that midway through you still have like Pat or Nat, which everyone gets separated. Pat gets separated early on, mm-hmm. doesn't interact with the beast that much. They eat Nat like they just. <laughs> They like Nat gets taken, right? Uh-huh. All right. So now, like, oh God, Nat got, have me yeah, have Nat getting uh, he either violates a rule or just say that there's multiple days of the game and he gets yes. he loses one of them. Mm-hmm. So now there's like real stakes and things have happened to the kids because why why can't these kids goddamn die? You know what? Uh, let them die. Let Nat die. And then at the end of it, it looks like Ginger's about to get eaten because she's about to lose. And uh-huh. then and then the other twin shows like Pat. And so you could just do a different version of this, like, oh, we didn't know you could clone. It's like, oh, we didn't know your brother was a god. An immortal, and, yes, yes. An immortal or, or or a classic immortal uh move. <laughs> and then they all an like insane immortal. And they an all worship. Immortal. Yeah, they all worship Pat, and you can still do that fucking joke where it's like, well, we're level one, so we worship them. Level threes don't believe in God. Or then whatever. And then uh-huh. that's the new. But just something, gonna, like add some stakes to it. Also, let's eat some kids. God damn it! Here's you know, my here's my fix. Okay. Is okay. That, uh, uh, Ginger gets away with Nat and Pat, 
and they get they find their parents and their parents are like oh my god where were you guys we, we were missing you and then like the mother smells ginger she's in hugging her she's she gets a whiff of something sour and she goes are you the are you the beast from the east she's like what mom wait how did you, how do you know that what is that and she goes i'm sorry sweetheart you have to stay here and then they and th- matt and pat and the parents pack up and leave <gasps> her in the woods i was gonna say they pack they start to pack their stuff up but she tries to go with them and they throw rocks at her until she leaves in the woods and they continually oh, yeah. throw rocks at her until she cries and walks away they they stone her to death like in the lottery <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're suggesting that the, the kid the parents took them there to get rid of the kids this is like we don't want our kids anymore uh, that's more interesting i like that yeah I, i'm liking it all these ideas you know we should write some books yeah <laughs> we should start our own goosebumps reboot yeah why don't we call it oh yeah what are we, goose pimples we were gonna call it somebody said that oh did we have a name for it goose pimples well, that, is goose not pimples bad. is the goose pimples is just the other word for goosebumps uh-huh. goose, goose pimples has got me a little bit worried about it just feels gross it just feels well, so gross i was gonna say if we call it goose pimples it's a very like mad magazine style send-up where it's real gross at the same it's like making fun of it but it's also this is just gross right can i can i pitch goose rash okay goose rash all right i'm listening how that about, sounds bad. Just, how about this one? How about fear pee? <laughs> <laughs> you can't control, but just kind of eeps out a little bit. Reader beware, you gonna piss your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Another idea, we could have a spinoff series from fear pee called Trickle Dick. Trickle, Trickle Dick? That, that'll be for the collection of short stories. From Can Peter I P. just take this moment to tell our viewers, our listeners... Yes. That it's never too late to start doing Kegel exercises. <laughs> so you can avoid that trickle dick. Yeah. Men and women alike, you know, it's good to keep those muscles going. And you never know. You might get scared. You might be in a forest where, like, if you piss right now, the monster's going to smell your piss. That could be wa- one of the rules. You pee your pants. You get yeah. stuck in the ants and they throw you into an <laughs> anthill. <laughs> <laughs> Just right now, while you're listening to the podcast, right now, just do it. Just do it. Guys, you want to do a Kegel with me on the air? I'm Kegeling right now. I'm Kegeling. I I, I, ke- I, I wish to... Uh, Are you flexing your wiener right now, Tom? <laughs> 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 I, uh, I wish this was part of it. I wish this was in the book. Kegel. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much it for the book. What do you yes. guys say? Yeah, I think yes. that's it. I, I'm glad we read it. It has a vivid memory in my mind. Um, I, I thought it was scarier. I thought it was going to be scarier than it was. Yeah, uh, n- not a scary book, but I would say it's not the worst Goosebumps we've read. No, I would there's, argue there's it's way not the worse. worse. There's way yes. worse. Kids, yeah, kids doing no, nothing yeah. and just getting like misled by... There, I don't know. Is there a fake death? Is there a single time in this book that a kid pretends no. to die? No fake oh. deaths. No. No oh really my bad God, fake so outs. Nice. It, it, she says in the in the fir- end of the first chapter or the second chapter, uh, little did our parents know that we would be lost with little no- wh- little to no way to like escape or whatever. She says that, and it's not fake. I was like, okay, they're gonna end up getting lost, and it's gonna fake me out that they're lost in the woods. No, no, they actually, it actually happens. It pays off. So I would argue that this is RL following his instincts properly and he gets one of the better books of the series out for in the in this form uh, uh, yeah it's a, it's at least if if all of these books were this level of creative i know that's a weird word i want to throw at this i would be the series would be better overall even if yes. they're this even if they're still this bad yeah. uh, this 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 book does does showcase a growth in storytelling yes in terms of <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> not 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 meandering. Although it 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 does it tends to meander. It still it, finds it, it does. I would also say that if you guys see the French cover, uh, it's oh my it's god, way it's more horrific. Her- way more terrifying. I'm putting this in our Discord for for viewers. Oh, it's scary. Uh, it, it's a little bit more like he's got like a penis head. Not to always be talking about that kind of stuff, but <laughs> hey, look at his tickling claws. He's got a little tickle. That's one where I I wouldn't want this okay. guy to get me. I no, wouldn't yeah. want him to get on me. Or touch me in any way. No, this must be the same artist of the other one. Um, the French artist is pretty good. I, I just want to say that. Yeah, we should yeah. find him. I love Tim Jacobus, but the French artist had... Tim Jacobus has cool 90s style. And they're always cool. They're always really like intriguing looking. But the French artist had some real horrific imagery going on in their head. He has that uh, that's that open sexuality of the French that allows for yes. more terrifying <laughs> yeah. uh, monsters. Chad, I love that you find something sexual about that creature. You don't think that he really has is. a phallic head? That's a big phallic. He's very dick. phallic. He's a very phallic. That is a that is a veiny as um. a big veiny neck <laughs> leading up to a phallic head. That is a a penis a penis monster of anything. Chad, I love it. I fucking love it. But before we go, I do want to say thank you to all of our wonderful listeners, but especially to our wonderful listeners who answered the call. We are getting so close to 500 reviews on iTunes. We are almost there. We were 27 away, I think, when we recorded last, mm-hmm, when, I, mm-hmm. when I put out the call. Uh, I think we are maybe 10 away Do it. from 500. We got so many reviews in, and we are going to read a couple right now. I'm going to read one. I'm going to read one that I think is a little... Uh, um, <laughs> the, the title of it, I'm not into. I'm I'd not too same, into the title. Same. And I'm just going to say this title. I'm going to say that it is titled Proud Boys. I do not agree with that. I do not agree with that. I, don't, I would say it does not describe us in any way. Dom, I think there's a missing comma. It's supposed to say proud comma. Comma boys. Like, boys. Proud yes. of yes. boys. Oh, yes. he's proud that of us. Sense. They're proud of us. Yes. Okay, well, this is by Rosebridge. Five stars. They say, I will never stop loving Chad, Dom, Paul. Dissect the goofy horror of L.R.L. Stein's books. I hope they can get some guests appear on the show in the future. This is a must-listen podcast if you like comedy and goosebumps. Welcome, future Goose Buddies. I love that. You know, we, I, I, we have a few guests that we've been wanting to get on the show. Mm-hmm. It's We, we got to get them on here. We got to do it. We we've, been just, it. we've been focused down on just making new episodes. We need to get the guests going. Yeah. And if you guys want, if there's anyone you guys want to hear on the show that would be awkward for us to invite, please let us know or tweet at us or, you know, that sort of thing. A great oh, way to do it. Hashtag guest guest bumps guest bumps yes hashtag guest bumps and definitely tag both of us in the post so that we can be introduced to each other yes yes and you can tag us at goosebuds pod and then you can email us at goosebumps goosebumps at gmail.com yes right? goosebuds mm-hmm. I'm, goosebuds. I'm sorry, goosebumps, goosebumds at gmail I, that might go to rl yeah he, he might have that he might have that word in goosebuds and goosebuds pod on twitter that uh that one was by rosebridge i have a review by bumped in boston it's a five-star review and they say Lost my dad to the garum, but it was worth it. <laughs> Goosebumps books are a fond memory from my childhood, and listening to this podcast is a great way to revisit stories that I haven't thought about in a good 20 years, 20-something years. Paul, Chad, and Dom are fun to listen to, both for the book review and their hilarious side tangents. Speaking of which, I mentioned this show to my dad, and like a week later, caught him writing a letter to the garum. <laughs> I mentioned that the garum isn't real, and he only responded by glaring at me with tears in his eyes. We've been un- unable to make eye contact since, 
but it's a fair price for my favorite podcast. Let that slink in. Oh yeah, that's pretty great. That's uh, amazing. So 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 camera. sorry. So I, I already forgot what the monster we created. Uh, so sorry for your family. Uh, I have a review by two hundred six North that says phenomenal five stars. This podcast is the absolute best. The guys are hilarious. They have a nice balance of actually talking about the books and riffing with each other. Chad wears 34-32, <laughs> by the way, and darker blue jeans. Was he right? He is wrong. He is wrong, oh, unfortunately. Wrong. Uh, the, the challenge is still out there. You get one of our jean sizes perfect, right? You get a pair of our jeans. You will get a swatch of our jeans. <laughs> swatch of jeans. I love that th- this has been happening. I've seen a quite a... Quite a number of the reviews have had our gene sizes in it, and I don't think anyone has gotten it right yet. We'll no. see. We'll see. We have more reviews to read. Never too fair to take a shot. We will say, guys, if you're... I did. I, I did upload a video on my Twitter and my Instagram of me shooting a basketball. Oh no! Um, yesterday. Oh uh, no! If you Tom. watch that, you might be able to kind of start to guess Here, what my what my I think, size is. I think people are going to guess our waist size correctly. I think they don't have the scale of us to figure no. out the height cuz that 30 I'm giving scale. Hey, I'm giving scale. I'm 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 putting up boards, okay, in this clip. You got to check it out. That's true. I, I I did this clip like I I I I my, my, we were playing around on the basketball court and I was like, oh, take a slow motion video of me now. Because <laughs> I was taking slow motion videos of my friends. So I was like, take one of me. Uh-huh. And I just I just did this and I shot it and it went in and I was like, oh man, that was good. That felt really good. That probably looks pretty good. And then I watched the video and I was like, what? What, what the? F- I shot like that? <laughs> like, I don't remember <laughs> shooting like that. Dude, but it, it was a great, great shot, it's, man. It was great. great. It, it went, went great. This is why I don't put my butt on I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to... Yeah. I'm not going to say what they got wrong on the, on the size, though, but I do think, well, I mean, I guess I made it obvious that the height was wrong for Chad. I think people were underestimating your height there, Chad. I think I don't I don't want to tell them if they're warm or cold on any of these yet, because I think the, the game is still afoot. The True. Beast from the East game is still going. I revealed yes. I revealed some some hints towards Chad and your and your gene size there. But I think that I truly believe that the height is where people are going to be the most tripped up. We're all lanky boys. I'm just going to yes. say that we're all yes. lanky boys. Uh, those are our iTunes reviews. If you also want to support the show besides leaving us a review, which we greatly appreciate, you can support the show on Patreon and get access to bonus content. We do a side format called Camp Goosebuds, which is us just like riffing and getting even weirder for whole hours at a time. You uh, get one of those a month. You get at least one of those a month. Uh, you can vote on which books we read. We have an amazing Discord with really awesome people. Uh, it's a really solid way, and every dollar uh, counts and helps us out a ton. You can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds. We really, really appreciate you guys' love and support. I think that's Thank it. you from the bottom of all of our hearts. Yes. I think that's I it. Say. Our thanks is the last thing we will give you before we unleash you into the world of the level three beast. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck to you. Classic clone, beware of it. Good luck to you. God, I wish I had a clone. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. They include these amazing people. Kale Clinton. Super Meowrio Brothers 2. Doki Doki Meowmers in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Hollis Hornby. Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Fred Atkins. Nathan Dolezal. David Cron. Chris Birch. Dapio. Mickey C. Michael McDowell. Wait and see. 
Kyla Tharp, Buddy Morrill, Mike Lanteri, Nick Hinkle, Joshua P. Robertson. What do you think the P stands for? I think it stands for power discussion over. (laughs) (laughs) Paul. It stands for Paul. 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 (laughs) Powerful Pauls. Cameron Murphy Audio. Daniel Kalejas. Jim Greaves. John Luke. Jared Mason. Martin A. Macias. Zanke. Matt Sadler. Natu Pearl Henderson. Joshua Lopez. The Rupal Productions. Jonas or Jonas <laughs> Blotterman. Let us know. know. <laughs> Yubs. <laughs> Christopher Boyce. Afshin Madaleb. Mickel Hart's Corn. Mm. Danky yeah. McStanky. <laughs> Bean Father Spookman. <laughs> Jennifer Britton. Carly Sarnowski. Stephen Ghost Kisser Daniels. Victor. Brandon Rowdenbush. Aaron T. Strunk. No cute name, just the Mantis, baby. <laughs> John Jimco. Heath Robertson. Turtle Master. Chris Culver. Sleeper Boy 69. Joe, remember to save early and often. Scott, thanks for the good advice, Joe. Very true. Paul Gresso. Walter Frazier. Brian Wells. Taylor Dirks. The Dragon Llama. Zentacles. Drew Applegate. Michael Knight. John Keating. Kramer. Aaron watching you sleep damn cold. He got you. He got you. <laughs> he got me. He fucking got me. He fucking got me. Alistair Perez. Stealth Bates. Trader Joe's. <laughs> Please make your parking lots not horrible. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Preach it. <laughs> Scott Colopy. Vincent Modica. Patrick Rentals. Yes. Luke Noodles. Third Sergio. Slumlord Onion. Zambambano. Jason Crooker. Connor Church. Miguel Pardo. Tom. <laughs> David Lee Backbone, a.k.a. DL Spine. <laughs> Still like that one. Just a pretty good dog overall. Uh, Christina Doling. Clay Castle. Jake Young. Axel Rock. Cal. Shifty Swamps. Cody Redfield. Matt Bachelor. Randy Hernandez. Trendy Moron. Tyler Penner. Divaldi. Maddie. Poyo Boyo. Ishak Arafid. Matthew Ryger. Ryan Melfi. Heidi Shanks. Gabe Chavez in the Patreon credits. <laughs> <laughs> I added that second part. Reinfected. Cougar Quaken Capoeman. Hector Alberto Riviera Ortiz. I'm too lazy to come up with a clever name, so fuck it. Well, you Aww, did. You did it. Cameron <laughs> McLean. Jack Frazy. He's A- crazy. Crazy Frazy. <laughs> Alan Sailor. Nathan Remick. Kyle Billings. Sam Z Hash. James Roy. Mikey Jello. <laughs> Chosen One. Gregory D. Warren at your service. Jin K. Brent Bradford Coulter. Y- Jonas or Jonas. Ingman. We also don't, don't know. We don't know. 
<laughs> we don't know. Neither does Rich Hillborn. Someone help him. <laughs> I, think it, I think Ethan Obama is also confused. I would imagine. I would imagine. Here's the thing, though. Aiden Deese or Aiden Dice doesn't know. Aiden knows. Aiden knows. <laughs> we don't know. Dylan Vaughn, he don't know. <laughs> Toothless Barry, the whistler, Bostowitz. Dan Henshaw. Reed Steubendake. Joshua Jacobowitz. Andrew Sheriff. Justin Wagman. Bex Moss. Hands off his moss. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Evans. Matthew Literal. Cree Bricky. Nick V. Big Bo on the beat. <laughs> they took my thumbs. <laughs> you type pretty well. Cardboard Walk. <laughs> The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. <laughs> this one was meant for me. Tommy, the breakfast must flowy hoey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goblin Library. Eric LeBaron. Carewise Gamgee. Rug. <laughs> Andre Villanueva. Up and Champ. Cameron Hansen. Alicia Grafe. Solazo. <laughs> Dang, I need to go get some so laser. <laughs> Spring a lot of my burrito. Swaggy Yolo Squire, the swaggiest squire in the Yolo Shire. Damn. Damn. Nice job, Chad. I like that. Nice, yeah, nice, nicely delivered. Nice job, Swaggy. Get slinked B word. All right, we're not saying it this week. James Hudson. Anthony Kuabara. Malicious. Oh, gotta get some malicious to go with my Solazo. <laughs> Carl. Think I could get a side of malicious? <laughs> it's chick- malicious. <laughs> it is malicious. Some chicken malicious. Can we not record these before dinner? This is really hard. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Carl, Klein the Sasser. Senpai gods! <laughs> Send by God, my God, Lee Wood, Rob Graham, <laughs> Yanni Markovina, Hugh Bolin, Jake H, Frank V, generally depressing, elusive koala. I'm sorry, but the crazy Green Lantern face that is elusive. <laughs> yeah, that is a thumbnail. <laughs> he is upset. That's good. Etona Moore, Jessica Zimol, Paul's Christmas sock. I don't know what that's Aww, in reference that's, to. No, not at all. No idea whatsoever. Blake <laughs> Alvarez. Samuel Lowell Jackson. Nice. Christian Van Skeever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Pallet Town Champ. Thank you all for your wonderful, beautiful support. <laughs> and and we, we can give some... Uh, special highs to Christian Yeya and Pallet Town Champ for their first Patreon patron name reads. Congrats! Yeah. You in the club. You're cool now. Try to get to the top of the list. Those people have been around forever. Yeah, you'll have to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> in a goosebumps way. Okay, goodbye. Alright, <laughs> bye. 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 Alright. <laughs> You make me sick, Chad. No. Clone shit. Your fascination with clones. You make me sick. No, I just want to jerk off. All right, cool. We'll stop. We'll stop <laughs> All right, anymore. goodbye, everyone. We'll stop there We're sooner. Out. We we'll are stop out of here. Sooner. Oh, that was good.